from St. David's to St. Florence for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. The Torch Theatre in Wilford Haven has announced that it will be reopening its doors to audiences on Wednesday, September the 1st. The theatre has had a refurbishment and the new look will greet spectators who have not walked through the theatre doors since March 2020. On Friday, August the 20th, the Torch will announce the plan, programme and COVID-19 measures in place upon reopening, as well as a forthcoming cinema and live broadcast programme. However, certain September surprises have been promised by the theatre after all the months away. The Torch Theatre says... It's been a long 18 months since we last saw you. We've all been through so much and we're looking forward to coming back together for the love of the arts, live theatre and the big screen. The wait is almost over. We'll be switching the lights back on and raising the curtain again. We can't wait to see our community back here at The Torch. It's so good to be back and most importantly to be welcoming you all here with us in person from September. A Pembrokeshire garden in the grounds of an historic house has been named as a UK favourite in a national competition. Norchard is a Grade II medieval hall house near Manabir, and its grounds have blossomed back into life over the past quarter of a century, thanks to owner Hilwyn Davis. They now feature a heritage orchard, walled gardens, mill pond, ornamental kitchen gardens and hundreds of trees. Norchard is now just one of four gardens in Wales and 28 in the UK, lining up for the accolade of the country's favourite garden to visit under the National Garden Scheme. It's a magical and calming place full of scent, beauty, peace and tranquillity, said one of its nominators. The competition is being run by the English Garden magazine AgriFrames and Sisley Gardens Tours. To vote for your favourite NGS garden, go to www.theenglishgarden.co.uk forward slash NGS. Mark Phillips, a mental health support worker for Haval, is taking on the Yorkshire Three Peaks Challenge on April 16th, 2022, to raise money for Sandy Bear Children's Bereavement Charity. Mark will take on the challenge for the Milford Haven-based children's charity, supported by his girlfriend and daughter. The Yorkshire Three Peaks Challenge involves taking on the peaks of Penagent, Wernside and Ingleborough in the Pennine Range in less than 12 hours. The route is around 24 miles long and includes an ascent of 1,500 85 metres. That's 5,200 feet. Mark has previously taken on other physical challenges with the aim to raise money for charities including Pembrokeshire Guide Dogs and Diabetes UK. A devastated family is appealing for help to find their beloved dog, Charlie, who went missing in Newport on Thursday afternoon. Charlie's been holidaying with the Kimber family in Newport every year since he was a pup, even going kayaking with the children. This year, the Jack Russell was part of a large extended family group staying at the old rectory on the road out of Newport. On Thursday afternoon, August the 12th, Charlie was in the garden at the back of the house with the gate shut. However, when it was time to come in, he was no longer there. Charlie is 15 and blind in one eye. He has the loveliest disposition and is super friendly, said owner Moya Kimber, who lives near Reading. As a family, we are devastated as the children have not known life without him. We got him while I was on maternity leave with my daughter, and so she's literally grown up with him. Moya said there was a few gaps in the fence to the rear of the property that lead to the fields behind and up to Carnigley Common. The family searched the area for hours until it got dark. Then we went and visited local farms and houses on the road up to the common, but no sign, said Moya. 
Charlie's described as a small Jack Russell terrier cross with a very smooth black coat and a grey face. He didn't have his harness on as he was in the back garden. If anyone finds Charlie, they can take him to the local dog warden or vets. He is chipped, so the warden or vets will then contact the family directly. And that's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News with me, Kim Thomas. Pure West Radio weather. Thank you to KT there for the news and keeping us all up to date here in Pembrokeshire. Okay, let's take a look at the weather. You know what? It's been a bit grim, hasn't it? A bit drizzly, a bit damp, a bit grey. You'd never believe we were in August and this is, well, actually, you probably would with our Pembrokeshire summers. Anyway, hopefully it's going to clear up this evening and uh, all will be good. Maximum temperatures of about 17 degrees. But you know what? Tomorrow's looking quite good. So stick the umbrellas back under the stairs and put your raincoats back on that peg. This is Pure West Radio. Hold on, little girl. Show me what he's done to you. Stand up, little girl. A broken heart can't be that bad when it's through. It's through. Fate would twist of both of you. So come on, baby. Come on over. Let me be the one to show you. Come on. 
Store or Google Play. to Second Chance Sunday with me, H. Now, you've just listened to Unwritten by Natasha Beddingfield and To Be With You by Mr Big, and I really, really like that. Uh, It's one of my favourite tunes. Uh, Right, okay, so today we have got... We're going to listen back to the interview that um, Toby had with Carl from Synergy. Now, Toby catches up with Carl every week, and uh, this week he's telling you how you can work out in your garden with the kids. There you go. Free, it's fabulous, you can all get involved... 
and have a little bit of a giggle. And uh, a little bit later on, I'm going to play back an interview that Ben and the Pure West Sports guys, the whole squad, had a chat with it Simon hot. Hart. But I will, so we went out on an uh, I'll tell you about that later. One so minute we first, could see our friends have, on the beach. we have a triple play? And the next we were drifting yeah, out let's to sea. That. Then Sophie started to panic. But you didn't. You dial 999 and ask for the Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Grab my hand! And we just want to say, whoever you are, thank you. In an emergency at the coast, call 999 and ask for the Coast Guard. Click and collect classics. Mum's Taxi Singalongs. Late Night Drive Through Disco. Match your driving soundtrack to your mood by taking all your favourite radio stations and podcasts with you on the road. It's as easy as connecting your smartphone to your car stereo to listen on your favourite station app or radio app. Join radio's digital revolution. Find out how at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. You can listen to Pure West Radio anywhere. In the kitchen, in the bar, in the garden, on the sofa, even in space. Sugar.
the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. Remember that tank top you bought me? You wrote your gorgeous on it. You took me to your rented motor car and filmed me on the bonnet. You got me to hitch my knees up and pulled my legs apart. You took an Instamatic camera and pulled my sleeves around my heart.
your triple play. That was Funky Town by Lip Sync, You're Gorgeous by Baby Bird, and Sugar Sugar by The Arches. So let's have a listen back, shall we, to Carl, and he's telling us how you could all just just do some can do some workouts in your garden with your children. Go on, give it a go. It might be a bit of a giggle. You are Padre, our man that talks fitness, our man that has the best beard in the business, and also a very good friend of ours here at Pure West Radio. Carl Williams from Synergy joins us for Synergy Talks here uh, this morning. How are you keeping, my man? I'm good, Tobes. I'm good. I'm not too bad. I'm parked up out of the way down by the uh, the uh, waste uh, distribution centre. <laughs> so if we, if we, if we see a big uh, truck going past or, or we see loads of garbage <laughs> getting emptied, we know, what's, we know what's going on. You know where we're at, yeah. I mean, like, it's like spot the location, isn't it? Around temperature every, every time. You you are all over the place. But I mean, fair to Easter. I mean, you wear many, many hats and one of them is, of course, Hasty Buy. Um, so yeah. you, you, you deliver fresh baguettes and sarnies to the workforce in Pembrokeshire. We do. I mean, the amount of garages that we go to, it's unbelievable. I think I pretty much hit 80% of garages between Pembroke and Nayland, Half West, Pembroke Dock. It's it's crazy. Yeah, so I get to see so many businesses. And uh, it was actually, you know, what? I was just thinking this yesterday. I'm already going off the time. Oh, sorry, Carl, we're breaking up a bit there, mate. Um. But um, I was just going around and I was like, because obviously mainly I'm in the fitness industry and health industry. Oh, um, sorry, Carl, we're just losing you what, a bit what, there, mate. Can you hear me now? You're just breaking up a little oh, bit. Oh, no, I've picked the wrong, the, I've picked the wrong place. Um, <laughs> can you it's hear right, me you're, now? You're just, about, you're just about about with us now. Okay, no worries. I was just, I was just talking about uh, having appreciation for... Um, you know, I see the same 30 work bands and groups of men every single day getting out and whatnot and, uh, yeah. you know, going around the place and, and how hard working so many people are. So it's really nice to get out and about and, and see so many businesses. And yeah, we, uh, we, we do have the fortune, uh, yeah, I'm fortunate enough to go around and supply those people with food, good food every day. Um, and put a smile on their face when I come around beeping people in the horn and playing the music for them. Oh, fantastic, mate. I mean, it's, I suppose I can see why you're popular with garages because the guys are so busy working on everyone's motors. I suppose they haven't really got time to nip out and, and grab some food. So, you know, what better way than getting it delivered? And, uh, you know, it's fresh. It's, it's made yeah. a hasty bike cafe every morning, isn't it? So what, what a way to deliver them some good grub. And I guess yeah. you know the importance of food as well, you know, so, you know, it's it's fresh ingredients and, and it's it's something half decent for them as well. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. You know, we have a big variety of stuff on, on the van, you know, all, all your healthy stuff, as well as some of your treat meals and stuff. Um, and people look at me, obviously, knowing my background, and they go, I shouldn't really have this. And, you know, I, I just say, look, yeah, it's, it's not about not having it. It's about having it in moderation. And also, you know, if you are a mechanic and you are busy and you're, you know, you're flat out all day, if you are having something that's got a little bit of extra sugar, even if it's fruit or whatever it might be, then having it in the busy time of day or first thing in the morning, as part of a balanced diet, don't don't you know kick yourself about it. It's okay, you know it is it is a lifestyle. It's not it's not a sentence. Um, yeah, so yeah. so don't worry. Yeah. Ah, oh, awesome stuff. Um, so I mean, one one big thing that everyone's doing at the moment, of course, is they're at home a lot more again because of the kids during the, the school summer holidays. And uh, we've we've actually had a, a message in from uh, from Rianne Davis. 
um, saying, what exercises can I do uh, with the kids on, on a trampoline? Um, that's, that's a new one, Carl. I mean, um, Charlotte um, is, is a good friend of ours uh, here at, uh, at Pure West Radio from Ricochet. Uh, I mean, it's incredibly popular with, with the ladies. I think it really gets those glutes working out. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a very good exercise. But I mean, what, what can parents do with the kids on, on, on a trampoline? Or what can they do in general in the garden, I guess, would be a good one. Yeah, that's a great question. And thank you. More of these questions are always welcome. So bring them up. And if they are a little bit diverse, like trampoline training, then hey, put me on the spot and let's see what we can come up with together. But no, firstly, trampolining is very, very good. Um, it's good for your core stabilizing muscles. It's good for your heart rate and obviously your fitness levels. At the same time, the one thing that, that I have got to say with this, it comes with a, with a warning. I don't know if you've ever tried trampolining yourself, Tobes, but I'm thinking back to when I was in university. And, uh, and we used to do skateboarding and BMXing and, uh, and uh, yeah, BMXing and everything. And we had a tramp bike. And that's a bike that you can do tricks with on your trampoline. And um, can you hear me okay there? Yeah, I can hear you fine, mate. Yeah, all good. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Sorry, I could see you speaking then. I wouldn't know if it was coming through. And I went on the trampoline and I spent about an hour and a half on it the first time I ever went on there. And I couldn't get out of bed for two days afterwards. So... The, the, the one warning that it comes with is if you're trampolining and you've not done it before and you've done it, you know, I know children are a lot more supple, but take it with caution and don't do any more than like five or 10 minutes the first day, five or 10 minutes the second day, because even though we've got that cushioning and we've got that support, we've got that jolting in the joints and the muscles and the tendons and ligaments. So you have got to be really careful. It's the same with skipping and running. You've got to build it up slowly, but surely in order for your body to get used to it. And then for us to feel the benefits of doing it too much, too little, too soon. Yeah. And it's a no go. You end up like yeah. Carl, the silly man in bed for a couple of days. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, obviously you've got your normal bouncing on the trampoline. You could do things like your planks and you can hold different positions. Um, when you've got your stabilization and you've got your thing there, just raising one leg and your arms out in the air um, and just moving in different directions and just trying to core stabilize is really good. Um, Trying little tuck jumps, so little bounces, like 10 little bounces, one, one medium bounce. Uh, when you get used to that, you can do some side bounces with two feet together. So you're just moving through everything. You can be jumping forward and backwards. It's a lot of your SAQ type of training. Um, uh, all the stuff that you know footballers and agility, agility type sports would be doing, that's fantastic. But I've got to, got to, you've got to bear in mind, um, you've got to warm up, and you've got to take it bit by bit because you don't want to overdo it and hit yourself. Don't don't try uh, doing 360s and somersaults or anything too too quickly. Um, but yeah, just moving for a period of time, having a rest, having a stretch, and then getting back on a few minutes at a time is definitely a great way to be doing it. And then that's that moves into the um, into the back garden training as we've spoke we've spoken about. And I suppose this this takes me uh, back to the the sports day things that we did with the rounders. Um, essentially, everything you do in a sports day you can essentially do in your garden so it's just going back and forth it's doing laps it's doing your wheelbarrow races your egg and spoon races your beanbag races your skipping races you know your your, 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 your potato sack races you can do all these inventful creative things that not just keep your family fit but it keeps them happy and motivated and and um, you know and, and it's fun at the same time so you can do all that type of stuff Handstands in the gardens is always a good one as well. Seeing if you can do some handstands and, and walking on the hands if the children are a little bit older. That was always good. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all of the sports day type stuff is the best things for you to be doing uh, in the garden because it can, it, can be, you know, it can be done by anyone and everywhere. 
Yeah, some great advice there. And I think the most important thing you've said, you might feel really odd doing it with the kids and it might feel so out of place, but do your warm up, you know, yeah. do some stretches. Uh, if in doubt, you know, just look online, go, go on to YouTube, put in, you know, five minute warm up stretches, do them with the kids, get them because you will honestly, it will save you so much pain and potential injury. Um, yeah. So first session, then just to get back to Rianne, um, maybe five or 10 minutes, some real basic exercises with the kids, just planks some tucks, some star jumps. Yeah. I guess if you've got a small trampoline as well, maybe just watch the kids do it one at a time, probably maybe don't yeah. or jump on there at the same time as yeah, well. Definitely. Um, but love some of those ideas, Carl and, and Rianne, hopefully that's answered your question. And please do get in touch with us here at Pure West Radio as well. If you do have any questions for Carl Williams, we talk synergy every week, health, fitness, well-being. And uh, you also do some fantastic events for the community uh, in Pembroke, Carl. And uh, the Rounders Day was hugely successful. And uh, we were looking at doing another one on, on Bank Holiday Sunday, but that's going to be postponed, isn't it? Yeah, we are. Unfortunately, we're going to postpone it from, from uh, and I know there's going to be a lot of disappointed people, so I apologise in advance. Um, but we're not going to do it on the 29th of, of August now. We're going to move the date for, uh, backwards, uh, and that will be a date to be confirmed in sometime in September. And the reason for that is there's a, a very worthy event going on at Pembroke Dog Cricket Club with Callum Jones, who had an unfortunate accident uh, at cricket training down at the beach. Um, and at this point in time, is hopefully recovering in hospital. Um, and they've got a fun cricket day there on the Sunday. So I don't want to take away from that. And all I want to do is I want to try and push people towards that event for everyone to have a great day and enjoy themselves, but also to help their recovery and, and, and help with uh, the, the financial situation that the family are incurring now through Callum's unfortunate accident and injury. So if people are around on the 29th and they were thinking of coming down with us, Please don't uh, be dismayed. You know, please don't feel that there's nothing for you to do. Uh, the family are all are more than uh, welcome to be up at Pembroke Cricket Club on the Sunday. And they've got loads of events going on there. Uh, and if there's anything that I can do to help that we were going to do from this end, and I can move over to there, to their location, then I'll be happy to, to help contribute there. So if anybody needs any more information or any ideas of uh, what they want to be doing on that, then, then please get in contact and we can hopefully... Uh, hopefully make that the, the success that it should and, and, and can be. Yeah, most certainly we'd love to support that event as well. So, so please get in touch with us if uh, you'd like us to pop along and, uh, and support that. But no, I think it's a very sensible thing to do, Carl. And uh, yeah, our thoughts and prayers with the family. We've had numerous messages in about Callum, just a tragic accident, but let's hope uh, um, they can get the, the support and, and the care that uh, that he needs and, and as much as the family needs uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, always wonderful to catch up. Uh, if you've got any questions, please email them to studio at posradio.com, just like Rianne Davis did. Please also include on their uh, contact uh, telephone number. We can even jump you on the show and uh, uh, let us know where you're from as well. Uh, Tracy's been in touch. Mama T, she says, shout out to the Hasty Bite Girls. Yes, those girlies are the ones that to create all the wonderful nosh that Carl delivers every day. Um, thanks, Carl, for your time. Always a pleasure having you on the show, buddy. And we'll uh, we'll talk synergy again next Wednesday, just after half past 11. Have yourself a great week, mate. You too, buddy. Look forward to it. See you all. Take care, guys. Have a good week. Pure West Radio.
Patrick Avenue And then we'll take it higher doesn't it have a go have a go get the kids in the garden get some stretches going on why not eh i'd like to say i'd have a go but first of all i haven't got any little people <laughs> that's one excuse and the second excuse is is that i'm quite clumsy and cack handed so i'm more likely to hurt myself but you know if you if you want to get fit know more about diet requirements and how to get healthy and fit go on down and see uh, carl at synergy at the top of merrick street in pembroke dock and have a chat with him and see what you can work out so we've just listened to eddie grant and electric avenue so we're going to go straight into um when the squad the sports squad spoke to simon hart and he was talking about how um sport has impacted his life both in and out of politics. Uh, but let's talk to our next guest, and we're very, very pleased to be joined by the Secretary of State for Wales and local MP for, and let me get this right, Carmarthen West and South Pembrokeshire. I've not forgotten. Simon, Spot on. Spot how on. are you? I'm very good, thank you. Uh, it's really good to have your company um, and, and great to, to talk to you. Someone we spoke to a, a lot back in the day when Bill and I uh, were doing our show together. And I know you, Fraser and Gordon as well. Um, first question for me, and then the guys will, will, will just mm. chip in. Um, sport in Pembrokeshire has always been a huge thing, hasn't it? And I think over the last year or so, probably more important than ever. And we've just seen a great Olympic Games, the chance to watch sport and, and get involved 
probably so important, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, and you know, I think one of the things I've noticed in the last uh, you know sixteen months, however long the pandemic's been going, is um, it's just how important it is. I think in a way we'd almost become used to you know cinema, theatre, you know recreation, culture, sport just being there, and suddenly when it was not there, it was it was really hard. And I think the and even then when it started to come back in in a sort of limited form, I, I went to uh, uh, I think I went to see um, the cricket. I was at Lords and to see the cricket in New Zealand, and you know having a sort of much reduced uh, audience, you know, the crowd was very different. I mean, it was the cricket was great, um, and and some of the sport we saw in Tokyo was fantastic. But you know, it's going to be a while before we're back to where we were before, and I just think that you know. It's, we suddenly realise what a massive part of everybody's life it is. And did you play yesterday, Simon? We, we were well, talking off air. Did you play in the President's Cup? Funny, funny you should ask me that question. Um, but I came out, the last time I played in the President's Game at Cresselli was in 1992. Um, and so I've given it a reasonable gap of 29 years before taking the field again. Actually, it hasn't been a President's Game in the, in the interceding 29 year, 28 years. So, um, you know, I've got a sort of consistent record. And yes, I did. Um, I mean, I was ably assisted by my 22-year-old son, um, uh, who did, you know, did all the hard bits. And um, But, yeah, it was a very entertaining day with a lot of faces uh, that you would all recognise and know of and Bill's probably, you know, <laughs> friends with. And... Um, uh, and it was basically the sort of Cresselli first team of the late late 80s and early 90s, uh, sort of getting the band back together now. And um, we were all hobbling around like a bunch of old men, um, <laughs> which we now are. Um, but it was very entertaining and we discreetly and tactfully allowed uh, the Cresselli uh, main team to win. Uh, by 20 rounds or something like that. But it was good fun. It was good fun to see a lot of people I hadn't seen for a very long time. Uh, so, uh, uh, but, talking, yeah. talking Cresselli, Simon. Let's go back uh, into the past and in your glory days at Cresselli. What was what was your highlight, and also what was your highlight as an umpire when Bill Kahn was playing? Oh, well, <laughs> um, the, the high. I mean, I, I I was talking to Spam as he's known, Philip James, to everybody. Yeah, we know him. Uh, yesterday, who said he played in something like <laughs> nine or twelve Harrison Island finals and had, I think he said, five winners' medals and four losers. Well, I only played in two, um, and both losers' medals. Um, once against Langham, and I can't remember who the other one. Some statistician will uh, will 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 know. But I I remember like Tim Hager was playing yesterday, and there's a long time, and it didn't happen yesterday, by the way, where there was a you know um, court heart bold Hager moment. Um, but the <laughs> one we did, the one we did remember was in the final uh, Cresselli versus Langham, obviously at Cresselli, the Harris Allen final. And uh, Willie Morris was opening the bat batting for Langham. And Hager, um, two things happened, which don't normally happen when we play. First of all, Hager bowled a very good ball in the first over. And secondly, I took it cleanly behind the stumps. In the bit in between, it had brushed Willie Morris's pads. Um, but Tim and I were so excited by the fact that everything gone well, we both went up. Um, and to our amazement, he was given out. Anyway, um, he never spoke to him again from that day to this. In the 30-odd years that have gone since then, they've never had a conversation. Um, and the, and, and the, the, my umpiring highlight um, was, uh, I can't remember what the game was, but Bill, Bill, Bill I, think I, 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 think I, I think I'd given him 
I think I've given him the benefit of the doubt about four oh. occasions up to then. There've yeah, been a couple of thick right. edges. There've been a couple of thick edges which I decided to ignore. An LBW decision which clearly <laughs> would have uh, been given out if we'd had the technology we have now. And I think the fourth time there was an appeal. I was fielding at square leg, and Bill's foot was, you know, pretty well outside the line. I thought I can't retain any credibility without giving this man out, so my <laughs> finger went up. I think, we, on, I think we're talking about the wrong thing. I oh, no. I stumped Dick to the dog, Arthur, and you gave him not out when Dick said, was that what on the line. <laughs> it was, as we say, that's a matter of detail. I have no, I, there was no evidence I, to support that claim. Yeah, can I, can I, no, we didn't have the, the, the we didn't have the, uh, Camera work they gone now as he'd have been shown up. But we will say this: he played. He was a useful keeper, Simon, and a useful batsman. But he always played his cricket with a sense of fun, and he was he was well respected. Funny enough, uh, Simon, I spoke to Willie Morris yesterday. He was down watching <laughs> Nayland. He'd come oh. down from up north to cheer Nayland on, and they lost yesterday. If I'd known that you were coming, if I told him, he'd have been. On the phone to you tonight. Don't worry. Oh, he wouldn't. Yeah, um, I, I just was that so great. It was a it was a great moment in an otherwise pretty moderate uh, game. But uh, and by the way, talking about Dick, Dick the dog, Dick Arthur, who um, uh, was front and centre of yesterday's game at Criselli. Um, what a buzz uh, they've created around that club now and around Pembrokeshire cricket and its uh, uh, wide thing. You know, for loads of youngster Charlie Arthur. You know, John Arthur's grandson. Uh, getting man of the match, um, smacking 50 off probably 30 balls yesterday. Um, you know, really encouraging for the future of uh, sport generally, but cricket in particular. I think there's, you know, a lot to be, uh, a lot to be really cheerful and optimistic about, actually. Fraser? Yeah, Simon, moving away from cricket just temporarily and still talking sport close to home. I know, obviously, the Ironman uh, being postponed or cancelled is where you voiced your concerns about that and we actually shared them on this show but Parkrun will be returning I believe on August 21st I think Ben Ben will uh, correct me on that if I'm wrong that must be a boost for communities in Pembroke and beyond as well and the chance to, for people to socialise and yeah. get back out there and get active again Oh yeah, I mean I um, and again I think it's, it's sort of the same thing as I, I was thinking earlier on that uh, you know Parkrun in particular is such a fantastic uh and sort of a brilliant way of bringing together lots of different people with different levels of running skill and dedication and levels of fitness in a common cause. And I mean, I, I, you know, I quite flippantly sometimes say, you know, actually one of the one of the biggest if, if one of the biggest things we could ever do for the NHS is to you know almost prescribe park run. Mm. For those who could and would want to do it, it just is transformational. And I, I went along, you know, ages ago, partly sort of under pressure from family members. And I thought, oh, God, you're lost. I want to go for a run on a Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, I've done a, you know, 165 since then or something like that. And, wow. uh, you know, I still, plod round, I still plod round at a very modest pace. But, you know, it has, it probably, it probably does as much for my head as it does for my lungs and my heart you know and and uh, so and uh, you know the sooner we can get that back the better and i think iron man well you know i'm probably about the only male member of my entire family uh, pretty well who hasn't done it or, or hasn't at least trained to do it you know my uh, i've got sort of two brother-in-laws uh 
a, a one nephew. My son would have done it last year. Then he would have done it this year. Um, and God knows whether he'll, um, you know, be uh, uh, in the in the in the county and able to train for next year's. But it is intensely frustrating. Uh, leaving aside the sort of economic value big events like that bring uh, the area, uh, I just think the the the, the lift that the local community gets from hosting something as significant that is just tremendous and you know quick i'm really pleased they've, they've signed another uh, contract uh, so i'm disappointed about yeah. this that that's great news and we actually said that on the show that you know we said a shame it's not happening the only the positive is it will it will be back yeah. uh, Bill, just be, just before you come in just, just on on part run simon 165 or so you've done um it's brilliant in pembrokeshire isn't it we've, we've done one together and you beat me that time as well so i have to come back have <laughs> to come back to, now, have to come back now. to do another um in, in terms just a cheeky one for me in terms of your uh, cabinet colleagues uh you must have done the most part runs surely and are you, are you one of the quickest what? I think I've done more part runs than any other MP. I think so. I think the quickest is probably Alan Cairns, I think. But it's a flat course in the Vale in Barry. <laughs> Um, Get him to Colby Gardens at that hill. Anybody can do 23 minutes in Barry. Um, and uh, uh, and I think uh, George Eustace, the DEFRA secretary, uh, I think George has clocked up some pretty good times in London, again, flat, but he's a bit and uh, young, <laughs> two things that I'm not. Uh, and um, so there are others who may have done quicker, but there aren't many who've done, is done the number. No, that's, mm. that's impressive. Come on, Bill. Yeah. I have to say, Simon, you look a far younger person than George Eustace. So I've got to say, <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time tonight. But listen, I, I don't think others would know. As well as blaming Criselli, you've also for a long time been playing for the parliamentary cricket team, and you've played with and against some very famous people. I seem to remember you played against both of them in one game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did a thing with. Um, Ian Botham, which was actually called, I think it was called Urban Cricket, where he was setting up a charity which, or Cage Cricket, that's what it's called, Cage Cricket. And it was a charity to, to try and introduce kids to cricket, but not requiring, you know, 15 acres of rolling grassland in order to do so. You know, it was in a very, it was on a sort of size of a, a tennis court totally enclosed so that it could take place in a yard or a school playground. And we, we did a, um, it, the, the, the big man himself was, um, he wasn't playing much part other than fronting up the event, I might add, but uh, we were on, we were on the same pitch for a short while. And we also played uh, for Lords of Common side, which is normally made up of uh, a sort of small number of people who played a bit and quite a large number of people who haven't played much. So it can be quite a varied thing, but we played a, club called Lashings, uh, which you may have heard of, which is yeah. a charitable um, outfit. And we went, we played yeah. on, a, on a lovely ground down in Kent. And um, I was, uh, uh, I didn't tell them that I was a wicketkeeper. I told them I was a bowler. So much to my, uh, much to my delight. And I was, I was, you know, chuck the ball and told to have a go. And the was, if only I could remember who the hell it was, was a Pakistani test player, recently retired. Um, some, it was like it might have been Mohammed Azraddin, but I can't remember. But somebody who knew a bit. Anyway, um, I uh, I coaxed him down the wicket towards me, Bill. You'd have been, you'd have, if you'd been standing at square leg, even you would have, <laughs> and beat him. You outside, would have beat him outside the Oscar. <laughs> and Guy Opperman, uh, who was the uh, is the MP for Hexham, was behind the stumps, and literally anybody, anybody 
they could have stopped this man. This would have been me taking a test scalp, and Opperman completely copped it up, oh. uh, dropped it, then picked it up, <laughs> dropped it again, and, and by this time, uh, it, 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 um, or whoever it was, was able to comfortably stroll back inside the line, and all was well. So, but we had, and but the great thing I, I, I used to love about um, the Lords and Commons side is actually you, you played all these wonderfully flat, hard pitches um, in London uh, at, and uh, uh, you know, I've, for, for, I didn't unfortunately play in the game, we played, played on the nursery ground at Lords. I think they had a game at the Oval, but also some of the school grounds, Westminster School, some poor mm. schools like that. Beautiful, I mean, bat, a batting paradise. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, and so it's good fun. But, you know, it's the trouble is I'm finding now is that the cricketing brain remains quite agile. The cricketing body is a bit of a disappointment, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it doesn't do what I require it to do. Quite Simon, find, find a one for me then. We're, we're talking tonight about um, highlights of the Olympics in the last couple of weeks. Some great Welsh success that you must have been really proud of. What were some of your favourite moments from the? What oh, was a, a challenging games in Tokyo for so well, many reasons? Yeah, great and it see. wasn't. I mean, I, I, you know, I take my hat. I thought I've been literally as a, as a as a household. We've watched every highlights package throughout the whole thing. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do tonight. I'm not even literally <laughs> not even watch anymore. Um, MasterChef. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, really. Um, anyway, <laughs> then, what I what I loved about it was that you know some of the. I'm nice. I sat down and watched skateboarding the other evening, and I. Because my, my kids wanted to watch skateboarding, I thought, I really, you know, I'm, this is not my thing at all. Within a matter of minutes, I thought skateboarding the best thing uh, I'd seen for a very long time. Until I thought it was televisual. I thought it was, I, thought it was ev- I loved everything about it. And I think sometimes what the Olympics is really good at doing is actually exposing us to sports, which we would never otherwise watch. Um, and uh, so, uh, and, and so, I, I loved that. I thought the boxing last night again. You know, I wouldn't Brilliant. normally watch. I wouldn't normally watch boxing. It wouldn't be a thing that I would. You know, I wouldn't. You know, buy a ticket to go to a fight normally. You know, but it's, if there's one on the telly, I'll watch it. So I watch, and I just thought. I thought the interview with um, Prince William. Uh, you got some of the sort of background interview about that. I just thought. You know, this is exactly what the Olympics are about. Yeah. It's, you know, triumph over adversity. It's about hard work. It's about teamwork. And all of the competitors, whether they were from Wales or from other parts of the, of, of the UK, I thought were, you know, every time they were interviewed after they'd won a medal, it was all about the family support. It was all about the, the team. It was all about, uh, you know, the help along the way. And I thought it was, uh, I, you know, I, was, I, I, went to, I went to a load of stuff at the um, 2012 Olympics in London, and I went to things like you know table tennis at the XL thing like that. I mean, again, <laughs> absolutely. What was a useful table tennis player, Simon? Is it Bill. Bill well, is. I yeah. challenged him. I yeah. challenged him. I challenged him to a game, uh, and to my surprise, he has never been able to fit one into the calendar, which leads me to only one conclusion. Which Bill? is he's not he's not confident of the outcome. Oh no! Yeah, he wanted me to go to go to London to play him though, <laughs> and me pay my own expenses. No, all expenses <laughs> paid by Simon. I was. Going. I thought the national <laughs> stage. I thought the national <laughs> stage would appeal to you. Excel <laughs> Arena, yeah, uh, excellent stuff. You're, you're right though about the skateboarding. So we we were watching it, and I think the, the Brazilian who got the silver in the men's skateboarding came on, and I actually said to my wife, "Look how he's going really quick because it's his final run, so he's going all in." And she just said to me. 
what on earth do you know about skateboarding? But we, <laughs> we, we, we watch at the Olympics, we all become pundits about sports we've really got no clue I, about. I, I, I found the same with BMX. So I, I was ended yes. up telling my, uh, my five-year-old son about how daddy used to have a BMX when he was four or five years old. <laughs> I was some kind of expert. I, I actually turned on halfway through to see us in a gold medal position, got really exhilarated in the last 10, 15 seconds and been in love with it ever since. In, 20, <laughs> I, in 2012, there was this great interview with some uh, on Graham Norton with some rapper. <coughs> I can't remember who it was. Um, and it was very long, similar lines to this. And this guy was saying, you know, he said, I never thought I'd hear myself saying, I need to go home now, otherwise I'm going to miss the dressage. You wait till you hear my analysis on modern pentathlon. I got quite into that on Saturday as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Um, I'm not a complete stranger to horses. Um, and uh, so um, I've got quite a lot of admiration for people who can win a gold medal when when they are reliant on a third party. Agree. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Well, listen, Sam, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And you're, <laughs> you're welcome on the show anytime. Uh, great, great to hear from you. Um, part run again soon? Part run. I should be there. Um, I've got a busy autumn, but I'm planning to uh, return to uh, Colby just as soon as they... Um, National Trust, give us the green light. So hope yeah. to see everybody there. Yeah, let's hope so. Listen, thank you ever so much for your time. Well, that's pretty much it from me. These hours just fly by, don't they? Just one hour, that's all it is. And it's like, you know, two interviews, which were absolutely amazing to listen back to. But it's just so, just takes up so much time. But then that, as it's Second Chance Sunday, that's kind of what I'm here for. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, stay tuned, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Drew Baker is up next with Behind the Stage Door. And I love that show. So uh, I'm going to leave you with I Wish I Was a Punk Rocker by Sandy Tom. So uh, be kind to each other this week. If you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. Smile lots, laugh more, take care of each other, and I will speak to you next The week. Power of Radio. Bad weather. At the racetrack. In the shower. Oh, sorry. All things that never actually happened. While listening, you pictured them all, didn't you? You see, radio uses the theatre of the mind. It has a one-to-one connection with every person listening. So, if you want to get your business message across, then there is really no more intimate, creative or cost-effective way than using radio. So to find out more about advertising on Pure West Radio, email studio at purewestradio.com. And we won't send our fire-breathing, water-boiling, toaster-popping crowd over to see you. Yeah, and once again, that's not real. Radio advertising. Try it today. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County, AFC. Summer in Pembrokeshire. How many days left in summer? On Pure West Radio. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late into a world that doesn't care. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. When the head of state didn't play guitar, not everybody drove a car. When music really mattered and when radio was king. 
When accountants didn't have control and the media couldn't buy your soul When computers were still scary and we didn't know everything Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air I was born too late to a world that doesn't care Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair When pop stars still remained a myth and ignorance could still be bliss And when God saved the queen, she turned a white, a shade of pale My mom and dad were in their teens and anarchy was still a dream And the only way to stay in touch was a letter in the mail Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair In 'Cause shops were still on top and vinyl was all that they stopped And the super info highway was still drifting out in space Kids were wearing hand-me-downs and playing games Men kick arounds and footballers still had long hair and dirt across their face Oh, I wish I was a 